everyone, and welcome to your place for all things paranormal, supernatural, spiritual, and conspiratorial. Today, we're going to talk about the Dybbuk box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the actual Dybbuk box, the box without a Dybbuk in it. <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about. This okay. story has spiraled in so many directions. Yeah. And you are, you're going to come down the slippery, spirally slide with us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think you're going to get a different perspective on this whole thing. For sure. Yeah. I'm Tanya. And I'm Chris. Welcome to the Triangulum. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. So. Well, I was really excited to do a show on the Dimmick Box because I thought it was such a cool story. And then the yeah. more I dug into it, I realized. Wow, what a. Absolute fucking mess. Yeah, what a mess it's, <laughs> it turned into. Great story, man. It is. It's, it's a great a story. Great story. But uh, it appears that's all it is. Yeah, it does although, appear that. That's although all I it shouldn't is. say that. It's. It, it, I guess we should say it appears that all. That's all it started out as. Yeah. Yeah. But perhaps it has morphed into something else. So where to begin? So the first time that we became aware of the Dybbuk box mm-hmm. was uh, through an episode of Paranormal Witness. I think it was in 2012. Yeah. They did an episode on it. Yeah. And it was cool. It was. It was cool. It's creepy. I was in. I was sold. Yeah, me too. But after I watched it, I didn't really pay that much attention to it. And then recently, when we started doing this podcast, I thought, oh, man, that was a cool story. Let's uh, let's look into it. Let's yeah. do let's do an episode on the Dybbuk box. Yeah. So I began my research, mm-hmm. and uh, I come to realize that the Dybbuk box is probably not a Dybbuk box at all. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of too bad. It is too bad because, you know, as people who are really into paranormal, supernatural stuff, you really hope that these experiences bring some validity to your own experiences too. You know what I mean? You want to have something out there that's tangible that says, yes, this is possible. And yeah. to find out that that's not the case is kind of crap. Why don't you explain how it all started? Okay, so according to that episode of Paranormal Witness right. and, and research from there, the original guy who had it used to own a antique shop right he bought a lot from an estate sale so a lot basically has a bunch of stuff in it right you never know what you're going to get kind of thing yeah so he buys this lot at an estate sale in 2001 from a supposedly 103 year old woman who died recently obviously because he's at an estate sale (laughs) and um In the lot is this box. Yeah. Her granddaughter says, oh, I see you got the Dybbuk box. Hmm. He's like, okay, I don't know what that is. But sure, it sounded sentimental. He offered to give it back or something to that effect. She didn't want it. Grandma said she should never, ever open it. Every time she spoke of it, she's doing the old spit through the fingers three times. Yeah. All this kind of superstitious stuff. He takes it to his antique shop, decides, well, it's got a little lock on it. Mm -hmm. People said you should never, ever open it. Yeah. So I'm going to open it. So he pries the lock off. He opens it. There's some stuff inside. Yeah. He goes to do some errands. He leaves his store. His employee's in the basement. She has a bunch of experiences with lights getting blown out. Blown out. And and uh, sounding like someone's down in the basement with her smashing stuff. And she got locked in. She got locked in. She calls him. He comes back, unlocks it, finds just her down there. Yeah. Kind of just assumes that she's the one who caused the damage. Yeah. She leaves, never comes back to the store. Yeah, she just didn't come back. 
he doesn't think anything of it other than maybe she was upset about something and mm-hmm. she destroyed a bunch of shit and that's about it. Yeah. A couple of weeks later, he decides to give the box to his mom as a gift. Mm-hmm. She has a stroke. In his store. Yeah, in his store uh, after opening the box. Yeah. He tried to sell it. He sold it. The people brought it back and left it with a note on it. Yeah, that a said that it has later. It has a darkness about it. Yeah. So then he couldn't get rid of it, couldn't give it away, couldn't sell it. So he decides to take it then home. Then he took it home. So he takes it home. Then he starts having the old hag nightmares. Nightmares. Waking up bruised and so yeah, on and so forth. Yeah. yeah. He can't keep it at home anymore because it's causing him obviously all this distress. So he comes right. up with this bright idea to sell it on eBay. Yeah. And uh, put on there everything that there is to know about it. That right. it's haunted and yeah. so on and so forth. And then it took off. Well, yeah, it took off. <laughs> like so, a rocket ship. Yeah, it took off. So what happened from there is that a couple of college, uh, not a couple of college students, sorry, one, one college, student college student who yeah. had roommates at, um, what university was it? Truman State, I think, or something. Yeah. Truman State University in yeah. Missouri. Yeah. He bought it. Mm-hmm. And he was blogging about his experiences with it. With it, yeah. I think he paid like $140 for it. Yeah, yeah. So he's blogging his experiences. He's not really experiencing anything straight away. No. And then slowly stuff starts to happen. Electronics start to go. They hadn't opened it yet, though, did they? He was sleeping with it in his room. Yeah. I don't know when he opened it. I don't know if At they specified party that. or something? Like... No, I think they were just doing that as like... Oh, I as see. As gags. Oh, okay. Then he starts having situations. Yeah. Where he's not feeling good. Yeah. He's seeing stuff in his peripheral vision. He's yeah. not getting any sleep. He's losing his hair. Oh, yeah. Well, his hair falling out falling was out. the last straw. He yeah. decided to put it back on eBay and sell it. Yeah. A guy who was, I think he was a, was he a teacher? I don't know if he was a teacher or he worked at the, the at same the school university. at the university. Yeah. Yeah. In a museum. Yeah. So he might have been the director of the museum or yeah, something like a, that. He, I think he was a director. Yeah. He had been following the blogs because he has an interest in this kind of stuff. Yeah. He saw that it went up for sale. Yeah. And he wanted to get his hands on it. To study it. And, yeah. And so a bunch of people, obviously thousands of people are interested in it, bidding on yeah, it, watching was, the auction. Wasn't it like 7,500? That was the first that one. That was the first one? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So... He throws a bid in that finally wins it. He basically just doubles the price that the guy paid for it. Right. So two eighty. Yeah. And he gets it. He gets it. Yeah. He gets it delivered to his the, office. Yeah, his office. It starts creating problems there, making people unwell. People don't like it, so on and so forth. And uh, he decides he's got to take it home because he can't same, leave it there. Same thing was happening. The problems with electronics, bulbs yeah. apparently blowing, and whatever else. Exactly. So he decides to take it home, and then he starts having the same old hag dreams and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. At one point, his son says he saw a like a black flame kind entity yeah. crawling around on the walls or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. This guy, the director, he decides uh, that he's going to bury it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to sell it to anybody else. Yeah, because he feels it's evil. He doesn't want anyone else to, to have the same thing happen to them that's been happening to him. So he's trying to decide... Whether to how to seal it back up, yeah, or find someone to help him with sealing it back up and then burying it, burying it so that it's becomes yeah, it's benign, trapped. yeah, yeah. Eventually, I guess he just buries it on a property of his, yeah. I think he got in touch with some rabbis and they helped him and told him what he could do. And that was the end of that story yeah. in 2012, yeah, that we knew of, yeah, that we knew of, yeah. 
Okay, so what is in the box? I mm-hmm. think we should discuss what the box looked like and what was yeah, in the box. Yeah, yeah. So the box is like a mini bar or like a little wine cabinet. Yeah. Um, it's maybe about a foot, foot and a half tall. Yeah, it's not very big. No. Maybe about a foot, foot and a half wide. Yeah. And about eight inches deep. Yeah. Right? When you open it, when you pull the drawer on the bottom, mm-hmm. the two doors on the front yeah, open. open on their own. Right. So when you pull the drawer open, the doors uh, open on their own. Yeah. And that's when you could see the stuff that was in there. So the stuff that was in there was a, a prayer stone, like a piece of granite. Right. That had shalom on it. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Shalom. Oh, there you go. So yeah. like that on it in, in Hebrew. Right. Um, there was two coins in there. One from 1925 and one from 1928. Right. Both of them were wheat pennies. Wheat pennies. Yeah. Okay. A little kind of gold color or golden colored wine goblet looking thing. Yeah, right. A candlestick, but the candlestick was kind of weird. So it had this kind of like bulbous shape in the middle of it. The feet on it looked like octopus legs. Okay. But it was like for like a pillar candle or not a pillar. um, You know, the thin ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like those types of candles. Yeah. Then there was a lock of hair that was like brown, okay. dark brown. And there was another lock of hair that was blonde. Okay. And then I think, what else was it? Oh, rose, dried rose. A dried rose, yeah. 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 And on the back of this thing was the Shema prayer. Is that how you say it? A shima. Yeah. Yeah. That prayer etched in the back wood in Hebrew. Right. So that's what the box looks like. That's a description of the box, and that's a description of the contents. Okay. So it sounds all spooky. Well, spooky. Weird. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You open the thing up, and that's what you find that's inside. That's what you find in it. Yeah. The hair itself is like kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So all of these things happen, right? We right. Got, we got the original owner. Mm-hmm. Right. Owner. Owner number one. Or owner number one. Yeah. Owner number two, the student. Right. Owner number three, the director. The director. The school director. Yeah. And during that time, the school director still, I guess, had it in his possession. Buried somewhere. Yeah, buried someplace. And way back, probably in 2000, I think it was 2004, Mm -hmm. the Los Angeles Times wrote an article on the school director and the eBay listing that the student had made because it had gained a crap ton of popularity. It had a lot of hits. I think it was like 140,000 hits on the auction itself, yeah. even when it was uh, when it was over. Yeah. So the story that the LA Times wrote ran in the same section of the newspaper as a story on Spider-Man Two. Right. So the director of Spider-Man Two, or the writer, I don't know who he was, Sam Raimi. Yeah. Anyway, Sam Raimi sees this story next to the story about uh, Spider-Man Two, mm-hmm. and he decides to buy up the rights to the story. Yeah. So he hits up the director of the school to buy the rights, and then he announces in October 2004 that they're going to make a movie about this thing. Okay. They try a bunch of different screen rights for it. Right. In the end, they don't have a lot of luck with it. Okay. So they eventually, I guess, use the original story, Mm -hmm. the original owner story as kind of a backdrop, and then branch off from there. So yeah. there was a movie set in motion in 2004 about this box. Okay. Right? Yeah. Then the director of the school also wrote a book on it. Right. That's right. And that came out, I believe, in 2011. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Paranormal Witness, Witness Show. Episode. Yeah. 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 That was 2012. Yeah. 
And then it was kind of quiet. I think there was like a little bit of internet fanfare about it. Yeah. You know, people talking about it because new episodes would come up and stuff. Yeah. But what struck me as weird is that we had seen this guy much older, the original owner, much older right. on a show when we were channel surfing one day. Yeah. Looking for paranormal stuff to watch. Yeah. And he was telling his story. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, that's not what he said the first time. Yeah. It was different. It was totally different. How did, why is the story so different? Either yeah. the people doing Paranormal Witness got it all wrong or missed out some chunks that are important. Yeah. Or this guy is full of baloney. Yeah, yeah. So then we watched it again mm -hmm. just recently. Yeah, we did, yeah. And we started yeah. delving into all of the ins and outs of this story. The Dybbuk box, yeah. yeah. And then you come to find that the Dybbuk box is just a box. Yeah, yeah. No Dybbuk. Yeah, no, nothing. The stuff in it is just random stuff. Random stuff you put in there. And then the original owner in 2015 actually makes a Facebook post right. in which he admits that he made that the whole thing up. Yeah, it was a false false story. It was mm -hmm. just a good story. Mm -hmm. But that brings us to this question. You made the whole thing up. The original guy made the whole thing up for mm. whatever reasons. Right. Creative outlet. Make some money on eBay. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Bored, nothing else to do. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. The thing is, though, is that the people who got it after you, mm -hmm. are they in on it? Or did enough energy get poured into this concept, poured into this idea? Through everybody's attention. That it created it. It made it real. Yeah, it's just like what we were talking about with... Dark shadow, entities. Yeah, shadow people, yeah. The people who were interviewed in the show... Right. That we watched, the 2012 Paranormal Witness show. Right. He lied about it. His mom lied about it. Yes. The employee lied about it. The student, not the original student, it was like a roommate yeah. of the student, of the lied student about it. Lied about it. The director of the school lied about it. And then you'd have to go through all of the other people yeah. that have been associated with it. Did Are they all lying they about all, their experiences? Are bullshitting about this thing or what? Yeah. Yeah. Or... Are those who had the box afterwards actually having experiences because so much energy has been put into it that it it made it real? Yeah, it's like these new sightings of, uh, what do you tell, the wraiths and... Oh, yeah, because a wraith wasn't a thing. Uh, I never heard of that before, and all of a sudden it's, it's, it's a thing now. Yeah. A wraith, a wraith was a wraith. I don't even think a wraith was a myth. It's not a mythological creature in any way, shape, or form. Well, the other thing, what was it? What's the other shadow man? What was it? Oh, you're talking about the uh, Slender Man. Slender Man, that's it. But see, the Slender Man came to popularity because it was a creepypasta. Yeah. That was all over the internet. What happened was like these two teenage girls killed their friend or somebody. Yeah. They, Jesus. They, they killed another girl or attempted to kill another girl in order to appease. The Slender Man. Slender Man. It's just nuts. But we've also seen, though, on paranormal shows that they have shown videos that people have said that they've caught of, yeah. a of the Slender Man. Yeah, yeah. So how can that be? Yeah. If he was just a creepypasta. And I, and I have heard them speaking as well, saying that everybody's attention and energy going into these thoughts that are creating these things. Well, that's what I'm suggesting. Yeah. Like, there's a very real possibility that in the beginning, just like Slender Man, mm -hmm. who is just a creepypasta. The actually, you know what? For those of you who are not familiar with a creepypasta, I should probably explain that it's a horror-related 
like legends and stories that have been copied and pasted around the internet. Right. And then they're brief, they're, they're short kind of paranormal stories intended to scare people for whatever reason. They call them creepypastas because <laughs> it's better than creepy pasteds. Yeah. I don't know. Only creepy pasta is <laughs> uncooked. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> creepy linguini. So, um, anyway, that's what a what a creepy pasta is. So yeah. the Slender Man started as that. I'd never heard of that ever, ever until that just I'm the aware. last little while, and and some of the other things that are coming out. I've never heard of things like. But that. same thing though. You're going to see on paranormal shows. They're yeah. going to show videos, and they're going to be like, "Could it be a wraith? Could it be a wraith? What and, the fuck is a wraith? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If if a wraith is an actual thing, yeah. then it's only an actual thing because enough energy has been poured into, poured it, into to it to make it an actual thing. Yeah, to make it real. Or, like, way spitballing out here. It's just something we've never seen before, and we're in a different dynamic right now where we're able to perceive stuff that we wouldn't we wouldn't have otherwise seen. Yeah, I mean, has our solar system moved into a different part of the galaxy that we're starting to see different beings? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know either. Like, I'm looking through stuff, fictional stuff, fictional characters, so on and so forth, film, music, vehicles, other uses, people yeah. with this surname. I don't see anything called a wraith. There were ring wraiths yeah. in Tolkien's book. I think somebody made it up one time, and then that's the end of it. Yeah, it just became like an urban urban legend. Well, or, there you go, right? So now is it a real thing? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, back to the back topic. To the, yeah, back Dibbic to the Dibbic box. box, yeah. It wasn't a real thing. Yeah. The guy made it up. He yeah. said so. I will tell you when he said so. October twenty fourth, twenty fifteen. Yeah, he came out and said that this is <laughs> this is on October twenty fourth, twenty fifteen. Yeah, he wrote a Facebook post about another show that had done an episode on, on a Dybbuk box, not the Dybbuk the box, Dybbuk. but a Dybbuk, a Dybbuk box. box. Yeah, and he called bullshit on it. Yeah, yeah, which I think is kind of funny. It is. So this guy creates this story about a Dybbuk. Trapped in a box that gets sold at an auction. Yeah. He buys it, causes all kind of terror and stuff. Yeah. And then he sells it to somebody else. And then that person experiences bad stuff. Right. And then that person sells it to somebody else. And that person experiences bad stuff. Mm-hmm. When did that become real? If the original guy was making it up. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing as I went fishing and I caught a fish. Mm-hmm. And you caught a minnow, mm-hmm. but by the end of the time the story goes around, you, yeah, you caught like, yourself a whale. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So when we when we looked at kind of the ins and outs of the story, I found a lot of references on the internet. A lot of people have delved into the Dybbuk box looking for a way to explain what is happening with Yeah, it. they're looking for the truth. And the truth is, the Dybbuk box is just a story. Mm-hmm. Here's what's wrong with the story. okay. And not in a bad way. No. It's just when you look at the mythology and so on and so forth attributed to this story yeah. of having a demon or a dybbuk trapped in this box, it's unlikely because the mythology behind these things, the superstitions behind these things, mm-hmm. don't line up. No. So the first one, the first one being the dybbuk. A dybbuk is a militia... Oh, boy. See, he doesn't. He knows dybbuks aren't real. <laughs> He's They're not in dip- boxes. He's being a Dybbuk right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a Dybbuk is described or defined as a malicious, possessing spirit believed to be the dislocated soul of a dead person. Right. And supposedly, it latches on to someone. Right. And then it only leaves once it has accomplished its goal. Right. 
or has been helped. Right. So the word dibik mm-hmm. comes from another word, which I am not even going to try to pronounce because I got enough problems with English, but <laughs> meaning adhere or to cling. Cling, yeah. And there's a picture here from 1874, 1925. I guess this is the time that this person was alive. He made a painting or something like that of a dibik, and it shows a person walking right. with like a spirit on its back. Yeah, it's hanging on to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically... Which a, makes sense. Yeah, a I, dibik is a clinging that. or possessing spirit. Yeah, I get that. It sticks to people. Yeah. Not things. Yeah, we kind of talked, we touched upon it in, in, in the other episode. But it, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is that it wouldn't be in a box. No, no, no. It would be stuck to somebody. Yeah. Right? It would be attached to you. Yeah. It wouldn't be attached to an object. Yeah. So let's say, hypothetically, somebody forced it into the box. Yeah. If it was in that box and he opened it, the minute it came out, it would have attached itself to him. To him. That's it. And then there would be no story. Yeah. So... Just- Problem number one, dibbicks don't get locked in boxes. No, no. Right? Especially yeah. wine little boxes. It's not like a genie. You know, you rub the, the, the <laughs> bottle and it comes out. Exactly. No, it's not like a genie. Yeah. At all. So then we looked at, or I looked at, the items in the box. So the I, the items that were in the box was the um, rock that right. said... said The uh, prayer. Yeah, shalom on yeah. it, right? The shem prayer, yeah. No, no, that was on the back of the box. Oh, okay, okay. So the the actual stone piece that was inside the box that said Shalom. Right, okay, okay. It means peace, harmony, completeness. Yeah, it's a greeting. It can sometimes be seen as a way of saying hello and goodbye. Yeah, it's it's so common, like Mm -hmm. even for the Sabbath, you know, Shabbat Shalom is a blessing. Exactly. So then you look at the roses, Uh, superstition with roses is that roses indicate God's love at work. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. Then you have the pennies. Well, pennies, I think it's, are they heads up? They have to be, if they're heads up, they're good luck? I don't know. I don't know anyway, about that. Pennies yeah. are typically seen as good luck. Yeah. I think it depends on face up yeah. or face down, Yeah. right? Locks of hair. Yeah. People keep locks of it, like mothers keep their children's yeah, locks of hair as a, as a symbol, one of closeness. Yeah, first haircut, whatever. Good luck. Is good luck, yeah. Superstitiously, or superstitions you know, They take say them on to baby pictures and... Yeah, exactly. You know. That keeping a lock of hair is good luck. Yeah. The candlestick with the octopus legs, I'm not sure what that is. But yeah. I do have a theory about it, and the theory is this. It was busted and okay. should have been sold in pairs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we just threw that in there. Threw that in there for good luck. Hey, here's a here's a deal for you. I'm gonna throw this in yeah. for nothing. <laughs> well, who's gonna know? I'm serious. Uh, okay, I who's get gonna you. know? Uh, I agree. Because the one, <laughs> the ones I see. Now throw in these pair of shoes. <laughs> Well, you can't you can't sell one candlestick that's broken, yeah, yeah, right? Okay, I so you. I think okay, I got this busted ass candlestick. Yeah, and it's kind of spooky. Yeah, it's got octopus legs on it. <laughs> it seems kind of out of seems a little bit whack. Let's throw that in there. All right, that's all what right. I think because the ones I've seen they come in pairs and they have little hand you know the little finger kind of yeah, things on them. Yeah, but yeah. the one in the box is missing that. So I'm like, oh, it's busted. That's why. Like intuitively, he's like, well, this thing's. Yeah. This thing ain't worth anything. Uh, uh, Throw uh, it uh, in uh, there. The clearance going on. Here. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, Excuse me. And then the wine goblet. Yeah. 
the wine goblet. Like, what would be the point of that? The the like. Well, I remember like, we were talking about. It's not part of a set. I have no idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when we were talking about the water, remember? Um, yeah, we were talking about the 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 idea that you can trap a spirit trap in water a spirit and then water. get get rid of the water, get rid of the spirit. Exactly. Which is which that is would be the only thing if that was true. That would yeah. be the only thing inside that box right. that was meant to pin something in there. Yeah. Everything else comes across as like a like a hope chest kind of thing, like well, a good luck, like a like an altar to someone who may have passed. Well, the other thing too is it was a wine chest, and it might yeah. have been the only goblet that was left <laughs> out of the set maybe. after he got it. That maybe was still in there. Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. And he's I mean, just like, just know. leave it in here. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Out of all the things that are in that box, none of them says to me, "This is used to trap a spirit." Negative. Yeah. It's not like a little a little voodoo doll. No. The hair, maybe I guess, but then you would have to have the hair of someone dead, maybe. I don't know. None of it, though. I don't know. None of it lines up, in my opinion, with no. actually trapping a spirit in the box. Not so, at all. I mean, it's well, we know that now. We know yeah. for sure that it's just a box with some stuff in it. This this is not making sense, man. No, it wasn't making it's any not sense. Not adding up. What the hell is going on with Which this? Which is disappointing. It was because I had really hoped that it would be a cool story yeah. about some sort of weird dark entity trapped in a box. Yeah, and and you know, going back to folklore that like I grew up with with the Baba Yaga. Oh, that was the, the other Baba thing Yaga I was saying to myself, come like, and get you if, no, it's true because yeah. they had the old hag. Yeah, dreams exactly. Right? So I was thinking to myself, okay, well. Old hag like Baba Yaga old hag? Yeah, and he was making references to it. Actually, the whole thing starting, they caught this Dybbuk in, in, in 1942 yeah. in, in Poland. Yeah, doing a seance the, or something. This, and what was going on? Second World War and all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy, crazy stuff was going on well, he didn't, at that did, time. In the, in the show, he said in the 1940s, there was all the rage to do seances and stuff. He didn't say Poland. Yeah. He said that's what they were doing with like a handmade, handmade Ouija, cloth, Ouija cloth on a table they, and they, they were made. dowsing and they yeah. brought through a spirit yeah. and it was out of control and they trapped it in the box and yeah. all this other crap. Yeah. But also in the story, when you go through looking for stuff online, you see that there's a reference to the, the old lady who had it originally, Yeah. the 103-year-old yeah. lady, asking to be buried with it. So why the hell would anybody want to be buried with what they perceive to be a demon? Yeah, and I when you told me that, my perspective on the thing changed because now it's like, okay, if I had a request and those locks of hair were close sentimental. to my sentimental, close to my heart, because apparently she was like a Holocaust survivor and whatever else, mm-hmm. and she lost her children and stuff, and suppose that those were the locks, and how you wanted to be buried with that, and all of a sudden you didn't? Well, there you go. You just opened the door for a haunting, man. Yeah, that's well, true. How much energy is going to be uh, focused on that request that wasn't kept, mm-hmm. that promise that wasn't kept? Mm-hmm. And whoever opened that box, good luck to you, man. Because yeah. you just opened up a, a shitstorm of problems. The um, problem is that 103-year-old lady probably doesn't exist. Exactly. They're, or she's a she's inspired by someone that this guy knew. Yeah, that right? he knew. So the story is not a hundred percent true. She's just weaved into the into the into the makeup. Because I found an article that these other people had done uh, researching this. Yeah. And they talked to some people that the original owner used to work with. And he had this big idea because he created a story about a haunted Jewish wine box. Right. 
I think it was somebody he worked with said that uh, he shaved his hair or something or cut his hair one night when he was there. <laughs> and the guy asked if he could put some of the hair or take some of the take hair. Take some of the hair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it could be just some like kitchen guys. Well, you could have got a hair. Barbie doll and got some hair. You yeah, know? that's like- what I mean. Like, <laughs> so, so it's possible that the hair, like some of the hair inside that box actually belonged to this guy. This dude. Who used to work at this bar or restaurant or something like that. Oh, who man. cut his hair one time and then this guy took so it and was like, oh man, it. I'll put some hair put in the box. Hair. Just gives it more mystique. Is there any aspect of this story <laughs> that's true. that is true? Yeah. I think the only aspect of this story that is true is that it grew a life of its own. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't anything yeah. other than a story on eBay. Yeah. In order to sell something. The story the momentum just created. Well, the energy, the, the energy, focus, yeah. the the belief that this is actually a thing. Yeah. Made it a thing. That because I think the first evil. auction was a, quite a few thousand people hit on it. There was a lot. It doesn't lot. mean that they have to buy it. It just means that they have to read the story and believe it. They're focusing on it. And once yeah. they use their brain to put the energy into that that belief, yeah. that belief over time will become a reality. Yeah. That's manifesting. Yeah. Like 101. Yeah. And I remember, I know you told me that during the movie or after the movie, mm-hmm. they had witnessed like some really crazy bad things happening well that's the thing right so the student who bought it had stuff happen yeah the director of the school had stuff happen happened. the people on the movie set had stuff happen like their prop their prop yeah, storage place it burned like, to the ground burned to the ground and yeah. then the director of the movie said that they were experiencing lights going out and yeah. things of that nature or uh lights exploding yeah because that was recounted by the original owner as a thing that happens that the happened. electronics fail yeah Lights go out or bulbs explode, explode or, things of that nature. Yeah. So almost everything that he talked about in his original eBay post yeah. is something that the people who have owned it afterwards say happens. Happens, yeah. So it's just like validating the whole thing. Well, is it validating or is it just the exact same things happen because that's what you created? Wow, yeah. Th- this is the effect Mm-hmm. These are the effects. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to happen if you, you play with Well, because you thing. dictated it. Yeah. You dictated it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. where does that leave us? Well, we have a Dybbuk box without a Dybbuk. Yeah. I'm going to add something here. Now, when he was talking about some of the effects that happened to him, mm-hmm. like the door being locked on the girl. Mm-hmm. Now... Is the girl even an actual employee? Well, that, but Does also, the guy even have an actual antique shop? Yeah, and here's another... <laughs> Do me, we even know that? Well, the thing I was going to say is that those things can absolutely happen because they've happened to us. Oh, yeah, Remember I know. that old house things. we went into and I was looking down in the basement or something? Yeah, it was in Lilydale. Yeah, and all of a sudden the door, the latch locked. Mm-hmm. We didn't touch it. This thing locked itself mm-hmm. with a hook, an eye and a hook. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. Now, in all fairness, though, Chris, that's Lilydale. It's full of dead people. That's, that's, it's, it's full of dead people. It's probably, spiritualist. Uh, yeah, it's probably locking know, doors every damn minute of every of damn day. The point is that it can happen. Things can happen. Oh, yeah, they can happen. And that's what those aspects of the story can be seen as legitimate because they have happened to yeah. people. What I'm saying is is that those things happening to these people is yeah. not a direct result, result. of a dibic, yeah, but rather a, a result of all of the energy, energy poured was, into the belief of a dibic. Yeah. 
that that's what it created. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm agreeing with you here. Yeah? Yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know what, it's no. too bad, the stories. Oh, shit. But there, things that, that he recounted as, as happenings do happen. Okay, people. so what if... <clears throat> Excuse me. Hmm, how do I put this? What if there's no Dybbuk? Because Jewish folklore dictates that that's not typically what a Dybbuk does, right, right? right? And we don't have a Baba Yaga on our hands. No, right? no. Because most of the time when people have uh, the old hag dreams yeah. or the night the nightmare Night dreams, or... those are also associated with sleep paralysis. Yeah. Right? So we had a discussion about that already, about yeah. the temporal parietal junction. Right. And sleep paralysis and entities during that time. Mm-hmm. So what if there's no old hag and there's no Dybbuk? Right. But let's say the belief in this thing created something, maybe not a Dybbuk exactly, but a dark entity that is now looking for something to feed to on. To feed off. And it is attached to the box. Yeah. Because all the focus has been put on the box. So yeah. it's actually not attached to anyone. What do you think of that? Well, yeah, it's like a fire. You know, it needs air. Well, I think that got the director from the school, he built like a weird kind of arc to put it in. To put it in, Out yeah. of like acacia wood gold, lined with lined gold, with gold to keep the energy gold. all contained. Yeah, yeah. But so, sounds like the Ark of the Covenant. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Short of talking to these people yourself and saying... So that you could read their energy while they're yeah, talking, you know what I mean? Yeah, Feel them out while they're talking, Yeah, whether they're telling the truth or not. Yeah, Maybe all the people after the, after the original owner have had actual experiences. But you those know, experiences are simply because enough people believed in the belief. That those are the experiences you're going to have. They became real. Yeah, that they became you real. You imprinted on this box yeah. what should happen when you open it. Yeah. Again, the, the story will spin you in all different directions. Well, but like we're, okay. To find the truth. Do like you know where the box is now? No. It's in a museum in Las Vegas. One of the, yeah. <laughs> That's typical. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to Vegas where <laughs> every secret stays a secret. <laughs> <laughs> what stays in Vegas. Or no, what happens, what in, happens Vegas in Vegas stays, stays in Vegas. Vegas. Except, okay. except Dibix. Yeah. So anyway, it's in Vegas now. I think one of the guys from Ghost Adventures or something like that has it in a museum he's set up there. Okay. In a room on display. I think. The director of the school unburied it and yeah. sold it to this guy or gave it to this guy. I, I think that happened in 2016. You know what? I, I, and I'm going to say, if it was that bad and I had this thing and we had this thing and it was that evil, I wouldn't sell it. I wouldn't give it to anybody. I'd mm-hmm. bury the damn thing or burn it or whatever so that no one ever had it mm-hmm. if it was going to create those kinds of effects. Not one person could banish the energy yeah, from this thing? Yeah, that's just a load of bullshit. Not one person could cleanse the energy yeah. from this oh, thing? No, no, no. This is, again, money creates a lot of passionate stories. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. You know? Yes, it and, does. you know, just like the old, follow the money. Pretty much. You know? and That's what happens with this story. Yeah. That's what happens with too this bad. story. That's it is too bad. Because there's awesome a lot of people... Saw it. There's a lot of people who... Um, know of this story yeah. and still believe it to be true. And of course, that energy is still filing into that belief. So yeah. it keeps it alive. Yeah. Well, you have to now. Well, you don't have to now. No, that's cause, true. Because we're... But if you're the guys who started it, I guess you got to... Well, if you're the guy who started it, then you got you to gotta stick with your story. But mm. here's, here's my problem with it. It's not true. 
and we already are inundated with a shit ton of yeah. fake stories out there. Yeah, a a shit ton of fake videos. Yeah. Fake everything. And for those of us who just want to find actual encounters with tangible evidence, yeah. this just, it just craps on the whole thing. Well, it makes everyone who has had something serious happen to them, mm-hmm. you know, like no one believes in them. They're like a bunch of quacks. You yeah. Know, a bunch of friggin' idiots. Exactly. Right. And, the, and the problem with, is, too, is that there's all the, the story becomes so muddled because yeah. this particular story is pulling from a different, like pulling from different um, mythos yeah. here, there, and everywhere yeah. to create the story, which that just adds to confusion. Yeah. I think the thing that just bothers me the most is that, one, I really hoped it would be real because that would be a cool, tangible object. And these people's experience, you know, verified would be another experience that we could say, see to the skeptics, yeah. look, these things happen. But yeah, all we ended up with is skeptics saying, look, this is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. It's a wine cabinet. Yeah. Put some well, wine in it. It's a scam, it. man. It's a money-making scam. Exactly. Right. I get tired of seeing that stuff. Yeah. I yeah. want to see some real Absolutely. stuff. I want to talk about real, real experiences, yeah. real encounters with tangible, real evidence. Yeah. Yeah. I had hoped that when I delved into this that we would find something that would help to validate this story. Yeah. And instead it just shredded it. Yeah, it did. Now, it in did. all fairness, I wasn't following this story from the beginning anyway. I no. watched it in 2012. I saw, I think we saw him again probably, what, last year or something like that on TV. And I was like, that story's not the same. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't that long ago, actually. No. And I was like, what? what is he saying? He yeah. never said that the last time. And I think we discussed it then. Yeah. And then we were just kind of, well, whatever guy's full of shit then well that and again you know things i've read and, and things that i've heard you know when you get into tv and that that's all about getting He's viewers the man original. so they'll, they'll embellish bullshit things up to the point yeah. where it's like whoa look at this and absolutely and, the original owner of the box is listed on imdb as a writer and an actor and an actor yeah i don't know if that's now yeah. or if it was then yeah. And if you go to the movie that they made out of it, uh, actually, I think it was called The Possession. Yeah. If you go through all of the uh, movie credits, you'll find that the original owner and the director of the museum are listed as uh, project consultants. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, it only makes sense. Either a lot of people are in on your story. Yeah. Or you made a story and it was pretty good. Yeah. Good enough that people believed it, yeah. believed it so much that they created that energy actually became the thing that the these thing. people believed. Yeah. And then when the next person got it, it actually was the the reason for yeah. paranormal experiences in these other people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's a possibility. It is a it's a it's actually a big, big possibility. I would like to think that as opposed to thinking that all of these people were in on the on the bullshit. Yeah. Or just wanted to be part of something perpetuating uh, a phony story. Yeah. You know what? He wrote a great story. If that's what he did, he wrote a great story. Just say that it was, it was uh, nonfiction. Yeah, man. Sorry. It was fiction. Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a good story, Mm -hmm. but don't weave in or just leave out everything else. And the guy's coming clean because he's telling people, Mm -hmm. look, it's it's not true. Mm -hmm. It's a story I wrote. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, he did then, yeah. but then even as recently as, uh, when was it, 2020? Yeah. 
the guy who has it now in Vegas are going to do the big opening of the box. Oh, and yeah. the original well, owner was there. Yeah. And he was reciting some... Speaking in tongues, some he wasn't, gibberish. He wasn't. If you if you go back and you look at it, yeah. he was reciting a poem that he wrote I know. like friggin' years ago. It's just, it's such a mess. Uh, it just turns into a mess. and It's a mess if you had believed that there could have been some sort of entity locked in the box. Yeah. That's when yeah. it becomes a mess. I think the entity would even be laughing. Like, I think the entity's confused. Exactly. What What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> you know? Who Who do I haunt? <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. It's, it is it's too, bad. too bad. I think what we need to take away from this story is this. Hmm. The Dybbuk box was a good story at the beginning. Right. And the original owner created this story in order to maybe boost his sale on eBay, mm-hmm. give it a little zhuzh to like... You know, bring the bring the big fish in. Yeah, it's a creepy story, man. Mm-hmm. It's a really good story. Yeah. After it left his hands, after it was on eBay, right? And all of the people who read the story recounted the story. You have to think about it. You read something, you show it to somebody else. Yeah, they tell stories. Yeah. There's a lot of energy poured into this concept. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. After it left his hands, it is very possible that it had become an entity onto itself. Yeah. Because there have been hundreds of people who are recounting their experiences with the box, Mm -hmm. how it made them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. There's been lots of people talking about the box, lots of people who've been in touch with the director of the school and the original owner about the box. Yeah, yeah. Who have said that they... Felt like it was looking at them. Cold. Um, felt cold around it. Yeah. So it would seem that even though it started off as a fictional story, mm-hmm. there's an aspect of it that became nonfiction yeah. simply because of all of the energy that all of the people who have read the story, including myself, including you, yeah, have too. put into it. Yeah. yeah. We helped to create the actual entity that is probably now attached to the box. Yeah. Or the box is an entity onto itself. Yeah. Because even the guy, even the director guy, despite all of the holes in the original owner's story. story, yeah. Even the director guy is agitated with this guy's holes in his stories. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't seem like they were in on the story together. No. No, it doesn't, actually. Mm -mm. It It doesn't. doesn't. That that you know. Yeah. But But it doesn't because he's still... Mm-hmm. The student probably wouldn't be in on it. No. The student was just buying something he thought yeah, would be funny was, at parties. Yeah. Thought was cool. Yeah. So I think I think it wasn't anything, and then it became something. Yeah. Because the power of energy and the human mind. Yeah. You have the ability to create anything you want. Yeah. yeah. And we talked in meditation episode about Maharishi effect, how yeah. you can bring down crime. If yeah. everybody's focused on the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. You make uh, it real. Yeah, I agree, man. I you make do. it real. And I think that's what's happened here. Yeah. It started off as nothing. Mm-hmm. But it gained its own it, it gained its own life. Yeah. Yeah. And then it actually started having an effect on the people who were around it. Yeah. I don't think it's particularly strong or powerful. No. And maybe after so many people have um dug in to the actual story of the box that probably yeah. takes away some of the power it Start had. Start deflating the uh, the actual mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Now it probably sits in Vegas. It should probably just have wine in it. It probably <laughs> probably doesn't have any kind of energy in it at all. Yeah, you might get wine shots here. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, because you're gonna <laughs> if you go to look at it, you're gonna go in thinking you're expecting something to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wow. it probably doesn't have much to it anymore. It's probably fizzled out. So it started That's out a as a Dybbuk story. box, yeah. but then it just ended up being. A box that's maybe filled with a bunch of energy that f- causes things to happen just because people think that they will. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like if I pour a lot of energy into a pencil on the table, just all of my energy into that pencil turning left. It's probably going to turn left. Exactly. Uh, so if I pour all of my energy and everybody else pulls all their energy into a box, yeah. not a Dybbuk, into a box that will blow your electronics, will it blow your electronics? Well, here's the thing, too. Think about that type of energy. It's fear and yeah. anxiety. Oh, because it's the and easiest. excitement, and it's, it's a high-ramping, very quick yeah. uh, a pulse or shot of energy that's going to come at this Absolutely. Thing. Once your heart rate goes up and the electromagnetics coming off of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. It's huge. That's That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's if you pour, if you do that, if you're pouring all that energy into that box to bust out lights, make you feel sick, yeah. have bad dreams, then those are the things that are going to happen. Yeah. So well, I think that's what it is. I think it started off as nothing, but because so many people believed that it was something, something it, became, it actually it became, became something. something. Yeah. It so that the person, the person after the original owner, really did have experiences. Yeah. And the person after that really did, did have, have experiences, experiences and yeah. believes in their experiences yeah. because to them they were real. Yeah. And they probably were real. Yeah. Because they were manifested through thousands and thousands and thousands of people's belief. Beliefs, yeah. 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 What do you think? I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I think we do this every day. Uh, the media tells us a tale, plays it over and over on the airwaves, knowing that we are creators. And then all that energy just makes it a truth. It's real. Magic. Look, it's, it's real. We manifested it. I know that some of these effects do happen to people. Then they're real. Mm-hmm. But this one is just man-made. I think so. Well, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, it was man. He said he did. Yeah, it it was man-made, but I think it became a. I think it became a paranormal thing after that. Yeah. I think thousands of people pouring their energy into it really made it into something. I think so. You know, it's 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 too bad, but. It is too bad because I really wanted it to be a Dybbuk, and I was even like, "Let's go, let's go to Vegas and look at the Dybbuk." (laughs) Now there's no Dybbuk. It's just a stupid box with some stuff in it. Yeah, with some old, with an old wine glass in there. I could get a box and put some stuff in it. People are selling them now. They're making I know. them. They sell them on eBay. Selling Dybbuk boxes. Like. We should do it. I can make a good one. Nah, I don't Yeah, know. man. I'll put actual spirits in it. No. <laughs> like drink spirits, though. No. Nah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alcohol spirits. Alcohol spirits, yeah. yeah. Well. Well. Sorry, it's kind of uh, sad. Yeah, yeah sorry. We were coming in with a whole different approach, and yeah. it ended up going into this. So, anyway, uh, sorry to deflate anybody's anybody's uh, yeah. opinion of the Dybbuk box. It's still a good story. If you want, if you want a, awesome if you want a good scare, yeah, check it out. Yeah.
But anyway, thanks for joining us on this one. Yes, thank you very much. And uh, we hope that you get a better understanding of what it was and what it isn't. What it isn't, yeah. And what it is now. Right. And uh, we'll do our best to keep bringing these kind of stories to you. And if they're yeah. not right or they're not real, we'll, not we'll bring that to you too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you for thank you for being with us. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, and we will talk to you next episode. Exactly. See you on the next one. See you next one. Be good to each other. Visit us at our website at thetriangulumpodcast.com or email us at thetriangulumpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook or support the creation of this podcast through Patreon at patreon.com/backslash/thetriangulum. Your support, as always, is appreciated.